0: restrictions apply. Freelance to Founder is a member of the Podglomerate Network and produced by the team at Millo.co. Hey everyone, I'm Preston Lee and I'm Clay Mosley and this is Freelance to Founder. Every week we sit down with freelancers like you for actionable coaching calls with one mission. To help you ditch the feast-famine lifestyle and build your own sustainable business. At one point, we were both brand new freelancers, barely making ends meet. But by now, we've started, grown, and even sold a few businesses of our own. And we want to help you do the same. If you're ready to go from Freelance to Founder, then join the army of freelancers who are taking matters into their own hands. Visit FreelanceToFounder.com to apply for your own on-air coaching call. And now, get ready to take some notes because an all-new episode of Freelance to Founder starts right now. On today's episode, I have a one-on-one conversation with my friend James Rose. James is a total rock star when it comes to automating tasks in your business. In fact, as you'll hear by the end of this conversation, in order to accomplish everything James automates in his business, he'd have to hire a full-time employee. Instead, he leverages affordable tech and brilliant workflows to save money and get more done. If you find yourself bogged down, overwhelmed, short on time, or hoping to save money as you scale your business, then this episode is for you. James has some really incredible insights and very actionable advice for setting up your own automations. We'll dive right into it after this message from our sponsors. You know, when Clay and I have these coaching conversations with freelancers, you may have noticed one question that always comes up is how to find new clients. Whether it's a freelancer just getting started or someone with a growing company, Knowing how to maintain a steady pipeline is always a burning question. And of course, there are lots of marketing tactics that we talk about on the show, but now there's also a new online course made specifically for creative entrepreneurs that teaches you the fundamental principles and strategies for successfully marketing your creative business. It's called Marketing Mastery for Creative Entrepreneurs, and it was made by Eric Holter, a successful veteran of creative entrepreneurship with over 30 years of experience. Marketing Mastery explains underlying principles, lays out proven strategy, and provides step-by-step instructions for implementing marketing tactics that actually work. You can go to holter.com slash F2F and use the promo code founder for a 15% podcast listener discount. That's H-O-L-T-E-R.com slash F, the number two, the letter F, or just click the link in our show description. All right, welcome back to another episode of Freelance to Founder. I'm joined today by my friend uh James Rose on this special episode. Welcome to the show, James. Preston, happy to be here. Yeah, so excited to have you here. We uh literally were just talking for close to a half an hour before we finally hit record. Oops. It's great to just uh great to just chat with you.
1: Yeah, man. It's uh I mean you're a very easy person to talk to. So I think this is gonna be a you know fun episode.
0: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I feel the same way. You've got a lot of great insights in terms of you know building your own business and that kind of thing. I think You'll have some great things to share with our listeners today. I want to, just for context, uh, share with the listeners who you are, what you're working on, and and I guess why they should stick around and listen today.
1: Yeah, sure. Well, let's start with why, because everyone everyone's going to want to know that. Uh, <laughs> first up, I think. Uh,
0: Perfect. I love it.
1: Yeah, so uh, I am a huge fan of productivity and automation and just getting more stuff done in less time. And I think every business owner struggles with this in in some regard, you know, like the biggest thing I hear from people, it's like, oh, you know, how are things? And it's like, oh, busy, really busy. And people tend to wear being busy, like a badge and like, like as if it's a good thing and it's not, Uh, you know, I think half the reason, like, the reason half of us got into business is to have more of a life and to, and to get time back uh, rather than having a job. And then we end up working basically in a, in a full-time job anyway, just creating a job for ourselves. So yeah. That's, uh, yeah. And that's what I like helping people with is, is just clawing back some of their time and doing less work uh, for the same output, you know, and, and what I'm working on. I mean, that's my side gig is Jimmy Rose dot me, which is, just a blog about automation and productivity and using Zapier. I have a course that shows people how to use Zapier. But my main thing is actually a software product called Content Snare that's used by agencies and freelancers to collect content, uh, digital assets, um, you know, anything you need from a client. It, it sort of streamlines that process of getting information from people, which in itself is kind of automation.
0: I was going to say it all lives in the same camp there. I mean, if you've ever done any sort of freelancing or if you've worked Building your own agency or at an agency, you know how how much of a roadblock that can be when a client won't send you the content that you need um, to move forward on the project. So yeah, that's I mean that right there alone, we can chat more about that, I'm sure. But that that right there is a great uh, productivity hack, I guess, or, or uh, an automation to let software do the work for you in terms of following up with clients. So I think there's a little sneak peek of what we're gonna chat mm-hmm. about later today. I I love the way you think about. Um, I think we think very similarly about business about. Building a lifestyle around your business and that kind of thing. So, I this is this is exactly the kind of conversation I love to have, where we talk about the you know the reason you're improving your productivity, you're automating tasks, is not necessarily although it will result in that, not necessarily to to make more money or build your business more quickly. It's so that you don't get like you said sucked up into just another full time job, mm-hmm. uh, which is what you left to find freedom in the first place.
1: Yeah, and it's and it's such a rampant problem with all business owners, mm. not just freelancers, you know, everyone I speak to is kind of in the same boat, uh, and there's so many blog posts around like <laughs> creating not not creating a job for yourself, so right. Yeah, hopefully yeah. we can help people with that a bit today.
0: Yeah. So, I let's let's dive in then. Let's um let's talk about maybe one of the most common uh missteps or uh or mistakes that freelancers or agency builders people trying to build up their own company, what what kind of mistakes do they make in terms of productivity? Why why are we all so busy all the time? Well, there's a lot, um, but I think one
1: of the biggest ones is probably email. I see a lot of people that are pretty bad at managing their email um, and, and in so many ways, right? Like whether that's like too many newsletters, that's like the classic one, But but even just like... Uh, I don't know, like there's just so many different things that you can do, like filtering out, like automatically filtering out emails that you don't want. Um, You know, the whole zero inbox thing about like, there's some rules where it's like, if you can handle it within two minutes, you should process it right away. Uh, if yeah. not, then you should create a task from it in your task management system. And obviously if you've got some kind of integration, like a browser extension or something that allows you to create that task from the email and then archive it, get it out of your inbox, um, you know, and not just having all those emails just sitting there all the time. And this is, this goes beyond automation too, and productivity because um, like, if you have so many things sitting in your inbox all the time, it's easy to like lose them. If you if you don't practice zero inbox, the amount of times that email threads just die because one side forgot about it, like it got buried too far down, uh, it happens all the time. And that can mean lost business and, and lost clients and leads. So yeah, it's it's a lot more than just productivity.
0: That's super interesting because I, so I, I've been back and forth on this zero inbox camp. Currently, I sit in the camp of, I be sh- I make sure to read everything that comes into my mm-hmm. inbox. And I should say, I filter out, you know, I have a, I use uh, Gmail even for my work email. So it, it filters out, you know, promotions mm-hmm. and updates and everyone has those tabs. They, they're familiar with those up top. And so it filters a lot of that out. But every email that I get that's a legitimate email, I'm sure to read it. And like Good you much. said, this is maybe, maybe I'm trying to remember, I think maybe you borrowed this from the getting things done framework by... Uh, David oh, Allen. I don't know the name. That right? Yeah,
1: that's it. That's it. Yeah.
0: And um, and I think his that's his thing. Like, uh, touch it once, right? Yeah. And if and if it can be done in two minutes or less, just do it right now. but but I so I I follow that. But I at one time in my life spent all this time and effort trying to actually clean out my inbox, like get it literally to inbox zero, no messages. Mm-hmm. And I found I was spending so much time doing that as opposed to just responding to conversations and moving on. I don't know. Is there a balance there? Like, do you, do you practice legitimate inbox zero? Cause I've heard, you know, everyone's like half, half the world is like, ah, that's been busted. That's not worth your time. And the other half of the world's like, ah, I live by that religiously. Where are you at?
1: Okay. So I very rarely hit the the point where there are actually no emails in my inbox, but it's always within like 20, there's usually 20 or less in my inbox. And there's, a, and there's a couple of things uh, for that. And it, actually, it's usually like 20 is like the absolute max. Usually it's more like four or five. <laughs> and there'll and they'll be ones that I get to today. Uh, but uh, so one tool that I use is SaneBox. And that automatically, mm, yeah. it it's, uh, kind of overrides the the tabs in Gmail. It gives you a bit more control over where those um, emails are going. Uh, and it creates a couple of folders for you, like um, it's, they're called Sane Bulk and Sane Later. And, and they're pretty good at filtering, say, like payment notifications and that kind of thing into Sane Bulk. Uh, and Insane Later, it'll be like newsletters and that. Uh, like, it, it does a pretty good job of automatically doing it, but you can train them as well. Uh, I do not count those in zero inbox. Okay. So um, yeah, and that's kind of, so, so I'm not going too crazy, but usually all I have to do is open one of those folders, uh, scan through it, and most of them like, I can just archive right away. So I can mm. quickly scan through and see like if there's anything I need to look at. Um, most of the time I'm doing like, just ticking boxes and then archiving them all and see when people say that it might use too much time to get to inbox zero to me if if you've read it and you either action it right then and archive it right so that's all you have to do to get it out of your inbox in gmail you archive it um or then you put it on your task management system and archive it so if you've read the email archiving it I mean, there's a bloody keyboard shortcut for it, so it doesn't exactly require much <laughs> right, extra time. Much <laughs> <laughs> so, like, okay, but will... okay,
0: but I'm, yeah. I don't mean to push. I don't mean to push back so much, no. like on your first tip. I no, really no, hate absolutely. doing absolutely go for it. But, but I'm super intrigued by this idea because I. So I right now, I will confess to you, I right now have in my work email address, my primary hmm. work email, I have fourteen hundred and two messages in my <laughs> inbox. <laughs> okay and in my personal email address i have 5062 messages currently in my whoa okay but but here's the thing like i um i read everything that comes through again not not accounting for like the promotions and the updates i read every legitimate message that comes through and i do take action on it i put it in my project management system or i respond to it take care of it right away Mm -hmm. but but i just don't archive it I. I guess, I guess like what's what's the value in, So does that matter? I, I don't know. I guess
1: if your system is good enough that you are actually reading every single one, then sure. I guess I my, my problem is I forget stuff. So if I look at something and get pulled away mm-hmm. uh, and I forget to do one of those two things and it's buried in that list somewhere and now it's marked red, I'm not going to go back and look at that.
0: That's so true. Me- that's, that's I mean that has happened to me. That's valid. I I use the mark as unread button a lot. <laughs> like I'll go back and and mark as mark it as unread if I still need to do something about it. So I guess maybe I'm using the same process I'm just using labels and functions in different ways. I'm going to look into it though. I I mean the idea of having a clean inbox is definitely exciting. Does does the um I love being able to like quickly find search and find conversations but i assume i can do that with archived messages oh too. yeah absolutely
1: yeah so I, yeah. I use
0: it all the time i i, I
1: still delete stuff like if I, it's something i know i'm never gonna need again i do delete yeah. emails just because i don't want everything archived um but i mean all of this comes down to just having a system that works for you right like for me it's sure. about not missing emails like I like i have to have a system like this otherwise stuff's gonna get missed and that's like a i guess a pet hate of mine in a way like I you know because if I'm trying to organize like a partnership or something and someone doesn't get back to me um that's the worst yeah right and so you got to follow up and this I guess leads into my next point in in being really good at email follow-ups because I know other people aren't as good as managing their inbox they're not going to get back to me so I use a tool like follow-up then to make sure that I'm on top of uh following people up right so in that I use that for everything like that could be you know, organizing a podcast to go on, it might um, kind of drag out or someone like forgot to get back to me. So follow up then or bounce back and go, hey, uh, it's been a week or however long I set it to. You literally just BCC address like one week. Yeah, yeah, I've seen that. Yes, it's it's awesome. It's like, it's free and and it's five bucks a month with um, response detection. And I use this like literally 10 plus times a day. Uh, You know, if you're chasing someone up for an invoice uh, or something like, any email that you need a response to, you use this tool, right? Um, and I guarantee there'll be times where it bounces back and you're like, oh, crap, I totally forgot about that. And that person hasn't got back to me. Happens all the time, like multiple times a week. And some of those are, you know, business opportunities or like things that actually come in, like, like potential Income-generating activities for us, mm-hmm. right? So it's it's super important to have you follow up dialed, and and it's, again, it's just a simple, simple system that works for me, um, and hopefully it works for someone listening to this as well.
0: I love that. I you know we have a a course slash workbook uh, that we sell at Millow called Cold Emails That Convert, and we nice. preach in there the power of the follow up because you can, I mean, especially when you're doing cold outreach, like if you're if you're trying to pitch clients that don't know about you and and trying to generate business that way there is you almost never get it on the first try yeah but on on the follow-up your your open rates your your response rates they go through the roof i mean that's where that's where the secret sauce is in terms of cold outreach it's not in the first email it's in the second third and fourth Mm -hmm. email following up with people so i love that you know gmail um like i said i i use gmail for my work email and they're starting to incorporate some of these these uh tools right into their service like i can schedule a send right from gmail they they'll bump things back that they can you know they use ai so it's not quite as accurate as doing it manually yourself but they'll say like hey you sent this three days ago and they haven't responded yet do you want to follow (laughs) up that actually annoys me because it. Pops, really? it, back my, I yeah, like pops it. it
1: back into my inbox, and I'm like, "Damn it, I want control of when ah, things come back." You want inbox zero, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and and half the time, it's popping back emails that I've already scheduled to follow up for in like mm. maybe a week or two, and then um and then it's going, "Hey, it's been five days." I'm like, "Dude, <laughs> I've got, I said <laughs> one for seven days." Uh, there's probably a way to turn it off. I just haven't haven't looked at it there yet. There
0: probably is. Whatever you use, the the point is like. You have to keep track of where you need to follow up because, yeah, it can be so easy to get caught up in what you're working on yeah. um, that you miss opportunities, right?
1: Yeah. I love that um, we're, we're going to start talking about automation and we've gone like 14 minutes now on, uh, on email, but you know, on I email. think it's a, you asked me what the, where most people go astray, I think with productivity and I think email is one of them, you know, having, yeah. having your inbox open all the time is, is just everyone. Like so many people still do that. First thing they check in the morning's email, but it's like, yep. you know, I don't, everyone's been told probably a hundred times that, you know, only check emails during certain times, like block your email together. Um, but who actually does it
0: like not enough people (laughs) and then they end up living out
1: of their inbox
0: yeah Yeah. and you can spend all day in your inbox uh and think that you've had a nice productive day but what i've noticed is when i do that i end up doing all the things everyone else needs me to do for the day and i don't get anything done that i needed to get done for the day you know what i mean like i do get stuff done but it's all stuff that everyone else needed from me and so i let other people determine my agenda for the day based on mm-hmm. the emails that are sitting in my inbox. And so I've stopped doing that because it, it it started to control how I ran my business. And I started to realize I wasn't getting anything done that I needed to get done to reach my goals. I was helping everyone else reach their goals.
1: Absolutely. And and that's perfect. Actually, you just reminded me of something, you know, and it actually made a really big difference to the way I view email. I think James Fremco said it and it's like, the e- your email your inbox is the to-do list that other people add to like you were just saying mm. it's like imagine giving your task management system a public link and and giving it out on Facebook and saying just yeah. like add some crap in there for me please you know like <laughs> it's sounds crazy <laughs> we have <a>, that's how <laughs> that's we treat so <laughs> that's how we treat email um and here's a here's a crazy stat on email by the way like i, I um I, I looked this up a little while ago I might have to you know I don't know the credibility of it. It was research that was cited in Forbes, but the average office worker spends um, two and a half hours a day reading and responding to an average of 200 emails um, of which approximately 144 aren't relevant to their job. And if you huh. extrapolate this out to their entire career, it, it comes out to 10 years spent on useless email. It's not even the good email. Wow.
0: that's so depressing (laughs) right (laughs) yeah that's crazy Uh uh-huh well i see why you say then that it's one of the biggest productivity killers Uh so okay so let's let's maybe give people a break from email we'll take a quick break here from uh for a message from our sponsors and then when we get back you're gonna uh give us maybe more non-email related things that we can do in terms of automation and productivity to grow our businesses we'll be right back Going from freelance to founder can be stressful, and that stress can really take a toll on your health. And just like a personal trainer can help you stay healthy physically, a talented therapist can help you stay healthy and on top of your game mentally and emotionally. And now it's easier than ever to connect with a therapist by using Talkspace. Talkspace is an app that makes it possible to speak with a licensed therapist right from your phone, tablet, or computer. And unlike traditional therapy, you can message your therapist anytime via text, video, or voice. It's 100% secure and stigma-free, the way therapy should be. Look, you're not embarrassed to go to the dentist, right? Therapy is the same. Meeting with a therapist doesn't mean there's something wrong with you, it means you care about your mental health. In the last two months alone, I've had two good friends and fellow entrepreneurs open up to me about their work with a therapist. One of them said it's been life-changing and the other said it's the highlight of his week. With Talkspace, you can join a private, secure, and encrypted online room with just you and your therapist. Look, we all struggle with mental health from time to time. I urge you to take care of your mind by meeting regularly with a therapist. Join Talkspace today and start moving forward with a single message. Just visit Talkspace.com and get $100 off your first month when you use promo code FREELANCE at sign up. That's $100 off at Talkspace.com promo code FREELANCE. Or just click the link in our show description. Hey guys, the holidays are upon us and maybe like my wife and me, it's your turn to host some special family meals at your house. This year we have family coming for Christmas. You know, working from home is mostly great, but there are some days when I realize I haven't left my house or even my chair like all day. Have you been there? Getting outside to exercise or making a trip to the gym are just harder now that my office is just a flight of stairs away. If you're stuck in the same rut as me, then you should try Hydro. That's H-Y-D-R-O-W. With the Hydro rower and 20 minutes a day, getting a full body workout is so much easier. Hydro can work up to 86% of your muscles in just 20 minutes for an insane, effective home workout. That's because Hydro, Christmas we haven't seen in years, and when you have special people coming, the meat you serve them is important. That's why I personally recommend you invest in high-quality meat from ButcherBox. Instead of fighting crowds only to find a mediocre cut of meat at the grocery store, here's what you should do. Go to butcherbox.com freelance to sign up and get a delicious box of responsibly sourced meat sent right to your door every month. We've used ButcherBox to serve delicious steaks, chicken tenders, pork chops, smoked spare ribs, and lots more. Plus, we've got a lot more options waiting for us in our freezer because every month, ButcherBox sends you eight to 14 pounds of meat packed fresh and shipped frozen right to your home. As much as I like going to the grocery store to pick out the perfect cut of meat, nothing beats having a perfectly curated box land on my doorstep without any of the hassle I'm used to. It gives me more time to be with my family or work on my business while still enjoying delicious dinners. This holiday, ButcherBox is giving new members like you one pack of bacon for free in every single box, plus $20 off each box for the first five months of your membership. That's free bacon for life and up to $100 off. Sign up at butcherbox.com freelance. That's butcherbox.com freelance or just click the link in our show description. Alright, we're back with Freelance to Founder. I'm here with my friend James Rose. Uh, we're talking automation. Well, so far we're talking email. <laughs> uh, we're talking automation and productivity. The conversation has led us toward a lot of uh, good topics but mostly focused on email. Um, get out of your inbox basically. If There's the TLDR of the first part of the, the episode. Just get out of your inbox as much as you can um, and and do the work that you're, you want to do. Not the work that other people want you to do, but James, tell tell me what are what are some things that uh, you've been able to do right in terms of automation and productivity where where should we take this conversation to really help the listeners save time get more things done not have to do them themselves and, and really find that work-life balance that we were talking about at the beginning of the show
1: yeah so I mean if we gear this towards automation because that's I mean it's just such a fun topic for me it's I, I came from automation engineering control systems engineering as a background like Full time job before this whole thing. So for me, like creating automations is a fix of this this world that I don't get to play in anymore. (laughs) uh But I mean, for people that don't know what automation is, at a really simple example, like we're talking tools like Zapier or If This Then That. At a really simple level, it's simply moving data around uh, between apps, right? So it's like when this happens, when something happens do this other thing. So the classic simple example is when, uh, someone fills out a contact form, add them to your CRM, you know, and even though that's basic, there's probably a lot of people listening going, Oh, I know how to do that, whatever. Um, so many people would rely on their CRMs built in forms, for example. Right. So it's like, Oh, um, you know, active campaign, does it have forms that I can embed on my website? Um, you know, and to me, that's something I don't care about at all because generally those forms aren't the best solution. Like you might have another opt-in system that you want to use, like Convert Box or Optin Monster or one of these kind of things. And if you know how automation works, you know that okay, I can connect those two things, and I don't have to rely on you know the crappy built-in forms. So I guess that's just a really simple example of like knowing. You know once you start getting into the world of automation it it enables you to use the best in class tools uh for different things rather than trying to like i see so many especially freelancers i see so many people trying to find like this one tool that does everything um and and shying away from automation and like i am passionately against that because tools that try to do too many things do all of them uh
0: you know half ass right I agree with that and finding the right tool for the specific task and then connecting it with a different tool for a different task. I'm, Mm. I'm the same way. And there's a lot of, there's a lot of power in using the right tool for the right situation.
1: Yeah. But you can actually take automation so much further than that. Like that's just the simple example when this happens, do this, but the way it is now, you can do multiple actions and and build out like entire workflows uh, for your business. Right. So, I mean I have a, a podcast of my own and I have a workflow that when someone books in, uh, they put in some questions in a form and then that triggers uh, to generate a Google document which is like copied from an existing template uh, that fills out all the questions and creates a run sheet for me and drops it and then it waits until like you know an hour before the episode and drops it into my to-do list to so I just click a link and I'm ready to go for the, the episode, right? So there's I like love that. Yeah, and you know, that's, that's actually quite simple, but it's just a thing that, you know, I tell a lot of people, I tell them that and they're like, oh, wow, I didn't know that stuff was possible. And I guess, I think the main thing with automation is that, people don't know where to start. Like I I asked uh, a survey when I was launching my uh, Zapier course, like what's stopping you from automating stuff with Zapier and 80% of responses was some kind of variation on uh, "I don't know where to start. There's too many things. It's overwhelming. You know, that's pretty much what stops everyone getting into it. Um, So I think maybe that is potentially something we could talk about is like how to, where to, where to start.
0: Yeah, I love that. Like if if I'm a freelancer or I'm growing a business, how do I identify the things that I need to automate? Where yeah, where do I even begin because I think even before you know what software to use, like should I pick Zapier or if this then that or something else entirely, like you have to even be thinking about what you could automate and sometimes getting out of your own head enough to even say, "Oh, I don't have to I don't have to, you know, book this call and then type up my own run sheet and like all the things for your podcast episode, right? Mm -hmm. I I can have a machine do that for me. Mm -hmm. What, where do you, how do you train your brain, I guess, to like start thinking that way? Yeah. I mean, where do you start? Yeah. So you actually just have to start. It's the kind of thing that uh,
1: snowballs over time, you know, and as, as you learn more and more things, like if you go in and create work out how to create an automation to push you know, the contact form you're using into your CRM or maybe like some kind of opt-in tool into your CRM, you work that out, Uh, next time you're gonna go, oh, okay, I know that this kind of thing's possible, maybe we can add on that. And it's just your knowledge builds up over time. But I think one of the best ways to start is literally just go to like zapier.com you don't have to choose zapier i i like it because it's simple there's another tool out there called integramat which is actually a lot more powerful than zapier it's just a horrendous ui for people that are new to automation like yeah. if you're a developer then you'll probably love integramat um you know, personally, I love the power of it, but I get frustrated at the UI all the time, and like scream at my scream at the thing all the time. <laughs> but um, you know, zappy is not without its issues either. But it's it's a lot simpler to use if you're new to automation. But you can literally just go to the Zapier homepage. And I'm going to pull it up here now because I've just gone and changed all the uh, the menu items recently. Uh, but you go to the Explore tab at top at the top and go to apps that work with Zapier. And what you can do there is literally just start typing in apps that you already use. Uh, and you can just go to zapier.com slash apps. It's, it's the same spot. But you can just type in apps you're already using. So if you're using like MailChimp or ActiveCampaign, just type it in and have a look at the page that it takes you to after you type it in. Uh, there is a section there that lists out the triggers and actions that you can use with that app, right? So if you were using it MailChimp, for example, um, you will see triggers there like, um, uh, I should I should have this up in front of me, but no. That's there okay. Might be a tr- I
0: have it up actually because I use MailChimp and I was following along while you were talking. So yeah, so like for example, yeah. you could... Uh, <clears throat> like create MailChimp subscribers from new type form responses. So you could connect if you use Typeform and you use MailChimp. And let's say you like you said, maybe you uh, maybe you collect guest information for a podcast via a Typeform form, you could also add them to a segmented list group of people on your MailChimp list so that you have all former guests on some sort of it's not probably not the greatest example, but no, no, it, um, it works. But
1: that, but you know, what you're talking about there is is the sample zaps, right? And I've got it up in front of me now too. But um, so that's what how Zapier tries to show you what's possible. Um, what's so, possible. Yeah, you you can actually type in the name of another app on the MailChimp page and say, like, you're using Monster. You type that in and it'll give you some examples. Um, Personally, I don't really use those anymore. I actually go further down the page to where it says Triggers and Actions and Searches, but we won't go into Searches. It's a little bit more advanced. But if you read through that, a trigger is something that can fire off a workflow right? So you look through this and you go, okay, new subscriber. So we can start a workflow when we get a new subscriber added to an audience in MailChimp. Okay, uh, what else we got here? Link clicked. We can trigger a workflow when a recipient clicks a pre-specified link in your campaign. So, you know, now, because I know what's possible with automation, and as you build your knowledge, you're going to be able to go, oh, wow, I could totally use that to do something like in an email, I could have a link that says, um, click here and we'll call you ASAP. So then I'm gonna, you can go and create a workflow that says when a link is clicked in an email, in this specific email, send me an SMS to call this person and drop in their phone number to the SMS so I can just click it and call them. Right? So that random just example. but I love it. Yeah. And... That's, I guess, what happens when you start reading through these and going, like, okay, these are the, the triggers that can fire off a workflow using this app that I'm already using. So go and have a look at Active Campaign, see what kind of triggers they've got. Um, you know, you can do that kind of thing with Active Campaign. They don't have a specific uh, link clicked trigger with Active Campaign, but you can actually set that up in an Active Campaign automation anyway. Um, I don't know there's a lot of automation comes down to plugging different tools together. So I'll probably try and keep it as simple as possible uh, here, but back on MailChimp, if you then switch over to the actions tab, you can see what kind of actions you can take in MailChimp, right? So we've got the ability to add or update a subscriber to unsubscribe someone to um, add or remove tags to people, add notes to people. So that means you could, you know, have a note that gets added if someone books uh, a time with you uh on a Calendly event then you could add a note to say they booked a time again just another random example but just by reading the triggers and actions that are possible in the apps you're already using you can kind of build ideas for workflows
0: yeah uh, i i love that in fact you know thinking now about um how freelancers might use this or if you're building an agency, how you might use this. In terms of marketing, this can be extremely powerful. I remember I when I was still working a desk job, I got a piece of mail one time and it had a special URL on it. And I don't think it had anything else. It was just like a URL, but it was like my name. Like it was the company.com slash Preston Lee or something. Mm-hmm. So of course, naturally, I type it in because I'm curious. Okay. And I type it in and I look around and I kid you not, within less than a minute, my phone rang, so they had my they had my address, uh, my mailing address at work, and they clearly had my phone number. And as soon as I visited their website, something got triggered somewhere that their call system then automatically called me, and I was speaking with a human being, and they and then they pitched me their services, and it was this super cool, you know. As a marketer, I was like I was like enamored with how smoothly that all went, and then naturally they were pitching that same service for me to for me to use as a marketer so you know it doesn't have to be maybe that shiny or that amazing but like as a freelancer you could potentially do the same thing when someone fills out a a contact form on your website like you said send an sms or send an email or or something so that you can call them within 24 hours because Mm -hmm. while that lead is warmed up because they were interested enough to fill out your contact form that's when you want to contact them you don't want to wait until you see your email in a day and a half when you're checking and i can tell you right
1: away what those guys are doing uh, right like these days is super easy with automation. Like once you get down yeah. to this, this level, it's, it's really not that hard.
0: <laughs> yeah. So Well, and th- this was like eight years ago and my mind was was blown. Since then, obviously, I've learned a little bit more and it was probably easier back then than I thought it was. But in, in any case, like it's an impressive, you know, it all that says to a potential client, if you were to do something similar, that's your own style, your own vibe, all that would say to them is they are really on the ball. So if I'm looking to hire a freelancer or an agency that's really on the ball, these guys know what they're doing. Yeah. And I mean,
1: an example that a freelancer could use is the same one we talked about before with like the when a link is clicked in an email, like you could have in your drip sequence after someone signed up for a lead magnet or something, you could have a link there that lists out your services or, uh, you know, and when someone clicks that, you know, they're probably interested in your services. Uh, so you could fire off an automation based on that. That could be to just put a task in your in your system to call them, follow up with them. It could be anything, right? Yeah. Um, uh, one thing I think it's it's good to think about too when it comes to like what you should be trying to automate, there are a few categories that uh, I often like to talk about. Would you like to dig into those? Oh, I'd love that. Yeah.
0: We started this podcast because scaling a business from freelance to founder is packed with all kinds of hurdles. And one that I see agency builders run up against all the time is the complexity of taxes. They can be a nightmare. And that's why Clay and I are always saying get help with your taxes. It's one of the best investments you can make. Don't try to do it on your own. Instead, take a look at Thrive by visiting thrivegig.com or clicking the link in our show description. Thrive does everything from automating quarterly and annual tax filings, tackling healthcare and retirement benefits, credit cards and banking, and more. It's a one-stop shop for all those admin tasks that have to happen behind the scenes as you scale your freelance business. You can join the waitlist today at thrivegig.com or by clicking the link in our show description. Plus, be sure to share your code with your friends. They're giving out some special prizes like MacBooks, standing desks, and lots more. Join the waitlist today at thrivegig.com. Again, that's thrivegig.com or just click the link in our show description.
1: Yeah, awesome. So, well, the the main one I think uh, that most people can resonate with is just repetitive stuff. Right, like if you're doing the same thing over and over and over again, the same set of steps. Even like if someone you you've hired another contractor or someone in your team is doing the same thing over and over, that should be automated as well.
0: Like don't treat people like monkeys <laughs> to, uh, <laughs> just to churn out the same thing. Like this is actually, like, I think. Sorry to interrupt. I think this is so hard to train your team to do. Like to yeah. say, especially if you pay them by the hour, which this is part of why I don't pay my people by the hour because then they're like, "Well, if I automate it, then I lose 2 hours a week of pay." Mm. I'm like, "Well, yeah, but <laughs> let's get let's just, you know, get it done quicker and more effectively and then you can do work you actually care about." But I think it's it yeah. is hard, you know, as we're talking about maybe building your own team or your own agency, it can be hard to get people to think this way. When they think they were hired to just do the monotonous work like that day in and day out, it's hard to get them to think, "Oh, I could automate that as well."
1: Yeah, I think a big part of that is your team culture and, and what goals are you hiring, right? If you are trying to hire a VA and just keep feeding them tasks, that's the way they're going to think. But if you give people like, Oh, this is something I'd like you to look at, uh, you know, and and it's kind of outcome based, you know, they're going to be incentivized in different ways to like do it in more, more efficient ways. Right. Like hourly. Yeah has so many problems with it. And that, and that is one of them.
0: <laughs> yeah. And that's a conversation for a whole, you know, it's a whole other conversation for another yeah. day, but um, anyway, continue.
1: Yeah. So with repetitive stuff, I mean, like the example of the podcast, uh run sheet was one before, like before every podcast, I would have to, after someone books in, I would have to go and get the questions and stick it in a Google document ready to go with my notes and everything. I was doing that every single podcast. Um, so that, is something that is a perfect, perfect idea of a repetitive task that can be automated. And you know, people might be listening to this going, yeah, but that takes you like five minutes, who cares? The thing with automation that it's important to think about is, yeah, you might only be saving five minutes and it might take you half an hour to set up that automation. And that means it's going to be six weeks before you break even in your time. Right. This is kind of mm-hmm. how I, how I look at it. It's like, it's going to cost me half an hour. Uh, I'm going to say five minutes. It's going to pay back and uh, wait, did I, I didn't even do that right. Yes, I did. Six, six weeks. Yeah. While I'm talking and doing math, like maths is fine. If I'm not talking at the same time, <laughs> <laughs> it right. always could feel like an idiot on, on podcasts. Like I can't math, but um <laughs> So, but then again, it's like, oh, it's only five minutes. Like, what's the point? Just do it. Get it done. The thing is, all these five-minute tasks add up. You're probably doing a ton of five-minute tasks in your business that are just not Not only are they adding up to a lot of time, but they're also costing you in terms of task switching. And task switching is one of the worst things of productivity if you're doing... Like if I have a day where I'm doing lots of small tasks versus a couple of really big, important things, I feel so burned out at the end of the day. It just absolutely thrashes your brain. So yeah, like I, to me, it's like that, that little five minutes. If you do that 10 times, now you're saving fifty minutes a week or whatever it is. Uh, and then eventually it adds up. You know, my Zapier account is currently automating around, you know, if I do the maths, it's I think it's 12,000 tasks a month at 30 seconds a task, let's just say. Um you're talking 120 hours a month or something that it's that it's yeah. saving. Yeah. So it adds up. You know, that's basically a whole almost a whole person worth of time. So whole full-time yeah.
0: employee. And you're paying and you're paying, I don't know, less than 50 bucks a month on your Zapier account. Yeah, well, it depends. Yeah. So well it depends on at- yeah, I guess how many tasks you're doing. I think we pay like something like $30 a, a month for our Zapier account. We yeah, so the bottom
1: more. the bottom end is 20 bucks. Um they've changed their pricing considerably in the last sort of year it's gone up but to me it's still the most easily justifiable software that i have in our entire thing because like if we didn't have zapier the amount of crap
0: tasks repetitive stuff that we would be doing is just out of this world right yeah yeah i mean it's like you said you'd have to hire a person to do all those small tasks yeah. Um, so it, yeah, you're not going to find a person, even if you're paying a hundred or $200 a month or something, you're not going to find a person that can do all those tasks for that inexpensive. Yeah.
1: So absolutely. I, yeah, I,
0: I agree with you 100%. I, um, I have had a similar experience with text expander. Have you used yeah. the app text expander? Oh yeah. Um, I have a call they, for that as well. <laughs> yeah. They, they, they like calculate how much time they estimate you've saved you know, over the course of a month or a year. And it is mind blowing how much time. Mm-hmm. Um you I mean, you're welcome to talk about Text Expander. It's like one of my favorite productivity oh, tools. Yeah. I talk about it all the time. I tell people about it all the time because it just saves me so much time and effort.
1: Oh yeah. And I think the the way it calculates a uh, save time is actually on the lower end so for me mm. it'll be like oh you've saved an hour this month or whatever right of, of typing but see you can use text expander in different ways like instead of um just say like you know for people not familiar text expander kind of creates little shortcuts on your keyboard uh where you can say like for example i might have dot cs uh it is content snare and that just turns like literally types in the words content snare and i just have to go dot mm. cs that's a very small example right um that only saves a few character strokes, but it adds up again uh, to, to over time. But you can also use this for bigger things like links to your website or entire emails. So you know, to have the ability to have like a standard email you send to new clients or something with a couple of placeholders in it, you can do that with a couple of keystrokes. But where I think it saves a lot of time is you know I use it for common blog posts or resources that I send to people. So uh, or like a booking link, right? I don't have to go. Into Calendly and finds the link to that particular booking yeah. link. You know, so it, you it's not only saved the time typing; it saved me having to remember what that link is, and then going into Calendly and looking it up, and putting it, or going to my blog and finding where that blog post is that I want to send them to, and, and typing it out. Because you can actually—I don't know if you know this—but there's a search built into Text Expander. Yeah. You press yeah. Control Forward Slash. It brings up a box on your screen. And, um, and you can just type in, like, if you don't remember a shortcut for something, you just type in like Calendly and all your Calendly links will come up and you just put the one in that you want.
0: Yeah. It's, it's, it's brilliant. I mean, if you haven't, if you haven't used text expander, especially as a freelancer, if you're, if you're a one or two person show, like this is a lifesaver. You, you know, when you get multiple requests a day from clients, for example, asking the exact same question that you just have a canned answer and you keep typing it out or finding the old email, copying, pasting, changing a couple of things. This is exactly, if you find yourself doing that kind of thing a lot, like text expander is exactly what you need. Starting okay. to sound like an ad. This is not sponsored by text expander. <laughs> um, <laughs> we'll link to it in the show notes, but like, it's one of my favorite tools for, you know, we get requests like at the blog all the time. Like, will you backlink to us? And, and instead of me trying to remember what I said last time or whatever and typing it all up. Instead, we just have this canned response or, or can I write a guest post? I have a canned response that says, here's my blog manager, Adam. He'll take care of you. And then I just CC someone and, and it, off it goes. Like it takes me less than 10 seconds um, where it normally would take me, you know, probably less than a minute in all fairness. But uh, like you said, that can add up really, really quickly.
1: Yeah. And no, I've spoken to productivity and systems people that have like a document with all their uh, canned responses in it and they go into it and copy yeah. it and
0: paste it in and I'm like you know you can do this with text expander and they're like what? <laughs> <Yes>. yeah <laughs> I know I've never told someone about it and it hasn't blown their mind like it's yeah. it's literally if you haven't heard of it you should go check it out right now like I said we'll put it in the in the show notes yeah. right in your app you can just click right and see what we're talking about it's my app cool. yeah I, I mean, exactly the same. Like it's such low
1: hanging fruit when I give a presentation on like productivity and automation. Uh, every time I just talk about text expander, <laughs> and then that's where all the questions come from. And then I get all the yeah. emails later, like I just got it. It's the best, you know. It's, so, <laughs> right. it's low hanging fruit for uh, for impressing
0: people. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, so, man, I
1: love it. I mean I don't know like we've only covered one of the categories for that I like to put automation in should we go keep going with that or are we running out of time
0: Let's keep going and I'll stop interrupting you and you can blaze through a
1: couple of them <laughs> Yeah no like <laughs> they're actually pretty simple so we spoke about repetitive uh, as the the first thing you know and repetitive can have all kinds of things it doesn't have to be thing doesn't have to be stuff you automate with Zapier it could be like even uh, if you're a web designer and you have like a starter website uh, you know, when you install, sorry, you install the same plugins on every website. Instead, you create a starter website um, that you just duplicate, right? So that's an example of automation uh, as well. Oh that's yeah, a I love that. You know, like you you've got to change all the WordPress settings that you typically change for clients. You've got to install plugins, you've got to install themes. You just whack it all on there, uh in on a starter site and duplicate that, right? So another example. Um, so the other two categories are double handling and stuff you forget. Double handling, pretty pretty easy to uh, somewhat self explanatory. If you were putting the same information into multiple places, that's probably something you should automate. Uh, an example might be contact info. So if you get a new client in, uh, you know maybe they came in through a contact form and you have to put them in your CRM, your accounting software, and your project management system. You know all of that can be automated with Zapier. Um, you can take this to the next level and set up automatic folder structures for them in Google Drive as well. Uh, You know, that's, I actually just released a video on that on my YouTube channel, um, you know, kind of just for fun. And apparently it's, I've got more responses to that video than I have in a long time. So I was like, "Huh, very nice. Okay. Obviously struck a chord. So, um, you know, that's the kind of stuff you can do. And that's all, that could all be one workflow, right? Like if someone signs a proposal, add them to my CRM or tag them with, you know, that they're a client now, put them in my project I create a project in my project management system, uh, add them to Zero or whatever, um, you know, QuickBooks or whatever accounting system I'm using, create a folder in my client's directory, um, copy a Google template in or something like a Google document template. You know, all that could be one workflow in Zapier um, to save you all that double handling. Uh, another, another example of double handling is social. So if you're posting similar stuff across multiple social channels, um, you know, you might be using Buffer or Hootsuite or something like that already. Um, I use uh, Zapier for that as well. Um, and the on the stuff you forget side, this is actually my favorite category because I realized when I realized it was a category, I was like, "Oh, you know, I, I'm trying to like put all my automations into buckets to explain to people." And this one, I'm like, "Oh, this there's so much cool stuff in here and so much like <laughs> possibilities." So. One example that I love is um, rounding up my leads each day, right? So I, with Content Snare, we might have, you know, let's say 20 people sign up in a day. I would like to know if any of those people are like significant clients, right? That, so sometimes we get really big name clients that sign Mm, up and I wanna be on top of that um, and reach out to them personally and talk to them and, and try and get them on as clients. So, but to do that, I have to remember to go to the active campaign or whatever it is at the end of the day and go, okay, who's signed up today? Uh, And there's no way I'm gonna remember to do that. Um, So so sort of basic level, you could just create a recurring task or use Zapier to create a task in your system with a link to where to go to have a look at that. Um, But what I like to do is use a tool called um, Digest by Zapier, which rolls up uh, text, right? So in this case, it might just be an email and a name. And you, you can put that into what's called a digest and it builds up then a list of those emails and names and drops that once a day into my task management system. So I can just wow. quickly scan through all those emails and names uh, and go, oh, wow, that's a big client. I should talk to them. Uh, yeah, so that's an example of like stuff you forget. Another one for that uh, is like project management activity. So I, you know, I want to see what the team's been up to and I forget to go and have a look and sometimes they'll forget to, do their daily check-in or whatever and tell me what they did that day. So I just get a task that says here's all stuff that got ticked off today. Yeah. But that, that's just a couple of things. I love that. Simple, yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Lots of time, ta- lots of, uh, lots of headspace too, like saved trying to remember, did I do everything I was supposed to do today? Lots of checklists. You don't have to tape to your wall to say like today yeah. I did this and this and this, did I check the list of new, new clients did i check in with my team yeah like all yeah i can tell you i don't i don't remember anything anymore like that's probably why i'm so (laughs) bad at like the
1: whole inbox thing and why i have to have a system for that because if i have to do something i'm going to be automatically reminded that's just how i've set up my life you know right whether that's using like voice reminders uh, like uh, google assistant or, or like you know siri to set automatic reminders or i have a workflow that um, I can punch things into my Trello using my voice as well. So if I remember something when I'm driving and I don't want to type on my phone, I can just yell at my phone and, and it, so that it's there when I get home, you know?
0: Oh, I love Um, that.
1: I need that one. You can share that one with me later. That
0: sounds great. Absolutely. Yeah. It's
1: uh, using if this, then that actually, IFTTT has a really good Google assistant integration. Oh, very nice. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. So, yeah. So I don't know. That's, that's pretty much the main categories that the whole, like, yeah. Having systems that just tell you what to do when you need to do it. Oh, uh, yeah. Like you said, I didn't even think about it like that. The headspace that it adds is just amazing.
0: Yeah. And and then that headspace you can rededicate to actually growing your business, working on strategy, things computers can't do. You can now you can now dedicate your brain time to to actual tasks that matter for your business. I mean you know, on, on this show, um, my co-host Clay and I are always, we're harping all the time on systems and processes. This is like next level systems and processes. We're always talking mm-hmm. about like, you know, when something happens, you do something and then someone that works for you does something else. And you follow these processes every time, right? Standard, standard procedures, operating procedures. And, um, and that's great. And that's all fine and good. But if you can add like this digital element into it, it's even more powerful. And especially as you're growing, if you're one or two people, and you're hoping to build, you know, maybe a 10 person agency or something, this can be a good stepping stone between and not even like a stepping stone, like you leave it behind once you once you hire people to do some of these things, but it can be a good stepping stone to like save you a little bit of money and and in terms of human resources and that kind of thing so that you can make more progress on, like I say, the strategy and the important pieces of your business while all of the day-to-day tasks are being handled by, I mean, by robots. We're living in the future, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you've absolutely hit the nail on the head there. There's there's
1: even a sub-benefit that I, I've i noticed myself. It's like it help, helps reduce entrepreneurial guilt as well. You know, and by that, I mean... Ah uh, if I'm not working, if I take a break off like midweek and go and hang out and do something, it's, I always feel bad that I'm not working. And like, that was a really big problem for me. Cause it's like, again, it's the whole reason I got in, got into business is to try and have more free time and to be able to have that freedom to go and do stuff. And then now that I can, it's like, Oh, I feel bad. I'm not working. Um, so <laughs> But now I have like this, I, I just try to remember, I'm like, I know my automations are doing all kinds of stuff right now. I know my team's doing stuff right now. Like all these things are still happening in my business, even though I'm not currently working right now. And it really helps uh, me sort of crush that feeling.
0: Oh, I really love that. I mean, our conversation literally has come full circle because you started by saying, you know, uh, people wear busyness as, as a mm-hmm. badge of honor. You know, I'm, I'm just mm-hmm. so busy all the time. Uh, but then there's still, there is this guilt that somehow society has hammered into us that if we're not working, you know, it took me a long time. I don't work 40 hours a week anymore. Um, I have a pretty lengthy like morning routine. I, I, um, I've gotten a lot healthier as I've been working for myself. And so I exercise a bit more in the morning and spend some time with my kids and have a nice healthy breakfast and like all these things that I never used to do, but that does cut into my like, quote unquote, eight hours a day and so i don't i um, just i just don't work 40 hours a week anymore and i still get i get way more done than i ever did before a lot because of automation and and a lot because i'm able to just conquer that you're right that guilt that does exist at first it was like oh, i just i need to be at my desk you know 40 hours a week plus um, but once you can get over that through automation and through just understanding why you're in business for yourself like that that can be extremely liberating Absolutely, yeah. I think it's it's really important to help get rid, like to get rid of that.
1: <laughs> it's it's another one of those things you just don't need in your life. It just adds yeah. stress and
0: pressure, and it's not good. Yeah, one hundred percent. Well, this has been enlightening for me. I have a whole bunch of automations I want to go <laughs> test. I didn't even think about connecting like QuickBooks um, to some automations in my business. So I think that's going to be pretty amazing. I have a couple other ideas i'm I, you know toying around with just from our conversation here so i hope listeners you also have some ideas you're kicking around will you let us know really quick where the best place to find you your zap your course any other any other ways you want to make connections with listeners anyone who wants to learn more from you and dive a little deeper into the topic
1: yeah, absolutely. So uh, thanks for that opportunity, Preston. Um, yeah, it's at jimmyrose.me is where all my productivity and automation stuff is. There's a, a link in the header there to um, the Zapier Mastery course. Um, if people want a low low way to get started, if you go to jimmyrose.me slash zapier dash intro, they can actually grab like a, a sort of introductory Zapier course and a text expander course for right now it's 17 bucks so ah, it's, cool. i just wanted to make it stupidly easy for people to get involved because you know it's, take those roadblocks out you know and get started yeah. and like like we were talking about text expander as well um yeah that saves us both so much time so yeah, yeah. nice mind-blowing tool uh, yeah that's, <laughs> that's pretty much it obviously contentsnare.com for our product that helps um, people get or freelancers and agencies get content from
0: clients that's it Okay, fantastic. I, I'm probably gonna go take that text expander course myself. Um, you know, I've been using it forever, but I'll bet you have some magical tips in there to make it even even more powerful for me. So that's that's awesome. Okay, man. Well, thank you so much for for coming on today. I uh, I appreciate it.
1: Thanks for having me. Thanks for the awesome questions and uh, being so easy to talk to. This has been a great <laughs> great chat.
0: Yeah, you too. Take care. Freelance to Founder is produced by the team at milo Visit M I L L I-L-L-O.co to level up your freelancing. And Dripify. Visit getdripify.com to become a bad A in business. Freelance to Founder is also part of the podglomerate. You can check out more amazing podcasts at thepodglomerate.com. The theme music for this show was produced by Joaquim Carud. You can catch past episodes at freelance or by searching Freelance to Founder in your favorite podcast player. While you're at it, we'd love an honest review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. That's all for now. Until next time. See ya.